podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, Notters. Steve Wellings here on this Saturday evening. It's about eight o'clock on Saturday, the 1st of July. You are all very welcome. If you're in the chat, make yourself known. I see somebody uh, hanging about there. ABC, shout out to ABC. Only one caller on with us so far. Hopefully a few more will join as the time progresses. It's Justin this evening. Justin was telling me off air there. I'm sure he won't mind me mentioning about uh, his one-legged uncle shooting coyotes out the backyard and getting chased on his kayak by cotton mouths. Uh, he doesn't live in the outskirts of Birmingham anyway. Uh, Justin, <laughs> enjoying life out there. Apparently my uncle's enjoying life. So, yeah, he like I said, he bought like the Old West six-shooter uh, little holster so he could like have one on each side and we're just out shooting coyotes. But that's as country as hell. I, it sounds pretty redneck, but it is. But, hey, like I said, like I said, the man's got one leg and he's on disability. He's got literally nothing else to do. So just let him have his fun. He's got nothing else. Absolutely. Well said. Let him have his phone, everybody at home. If he wants to shoot coyotes, that is up to him. Shout out to Gabe Lewis as well. Reminds me of Gabe for some reason. I haven't heard from him in a while. Hope you're well out there, Gabe, if indeed you are listening. Uh, another thing we were talking off air, boxing related, actually, before we get on to Canelo Charlo, which is the main topic of conversation for this evening. Uh, by the time people hear this, the fight will have already taken place. But give us your two pence worth, Justin, on Jared Anderson moving up. I think he's about 14 and 0, maybe. Supposed to be fighting Jean Kosobutsky, who had visa issues. He pulled out, as we uh, explained last week on the pod. He's now fighting Prince Charles Martin. Uh, I don't know what kind of shape the prince is going to come in, Justin, but do you hold out much hope for this one? No, I hold no hope. This is, I don't know, this is just Anderson a tick-over fight because he's not going to, You're not. it's one of those weird things, you're not going to learn anything. You're not going to. I mean, Charles Martin is going to offer absolutely nothing. He, Like I was telling you before we come on, either he's going to get smoked in the first minute and a half or he's going to maybe hang on for five rounds, and that's it. I mean, that, the best he could hope is that he doesn't get knocked out horribly bad, that maybe they stop it, like jump in. But I don't know. Edders is a weird one. Like, you can see he has the talent, but I don't know. I'm not sold on him like some people are. I think that he's pretty good. but And once they split all the belts up, he'll probably – take one of them but i don't think he'll get lucky like charles martin did with a guy i remember watching that remember that was on the old like versus network or whatever mm -hmm. that was when that come on and like charles martin was running around the ring like he had knocked him out cold and like his whole family was celebrating i hate when people do that it's like you did you didn't actually win anything you, you didn't do anything the guy the guy just tore his knee. it's just like you remember when terry flanagan won his title because the guy's shoulder dislocated it was a pay to you. Yeah, and you would have thought that he had just beat Prime Floyd. He was, like, crying. Like, you were that? I was just – the whole time I'm like, my God, the guy was winning the fight, but he tore his shoulder. Like, you you didn't, like, go over there and pull his shoulder out and win the fight. That, that, that shit always just bugs me when people win because of injuries. But anyway, I'll get off of that. But, yeah, this is just a stupid fight. I mean, you can't – I mean, it's the best – I mean, it's the best they could have gotten on short notice, so you really can't complain about that because – at least it wasn't some like 300 pound random dude. At least Charles Martin will look good on his resume. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I really don't care. I mean, it just is what it is. Yeah, I think um, the reference you made, obviously, there to Glashkov, we, we were talking about this last Sunday briefly, about is Charles Martin, if not maybe the, the worst world heavyweight world champion of all time, certainly the luckiest. I, I believe he, that he might be the worst. 
It might do be you think, the worst. Do you think so? Because, I mean, if anybody would... doesn't, doesn't remember, I think it was Fury. The belt split up. Fury um, had to drop the IBF. Uh, and then Glashkov fought Martin, ripped yep. his knee out. Martin got hold of the belt and then basically sold it to Joshua. I think that's the way it worked out. Yep. I, I, if you really go back in history, unless you try to dig really deep, Every heavyweight champion before this would have beaten Charles Martin, I believe. I even I don't I can't think of anybody's worse. He's, it's a, I remember y'all talked about it last week. Yeah, it's hard. You really have to like start really digging into people's records and like trying to find random people. But because like in the eighties, seventies, there wasn't any really weak champions then. Like you know, terrible champions that won the fifties, sixties. Yeah, I, he probably is the top two, definitely worst of all time. Yeah, I suppose you could maybe go back to the likes of Primo Carnero. There was obviously, he was the ambling Alp at the time, technically not very astute, a big lump of a guy, very strong, big puncher. A lot he probably of still would have beat him. A lot of mob influence as well, though, just in <laughs> around that time, about the people that he beat as well. You still picking big Primo over, over the Prince? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, Primo was huge. He was a big guy for that. I probably still beat him. I mean, he probably still beat him. Like I said, I don't know. Those are one of those things, like, I don't think anybody's going to be clamoring for a metaverse fight between Charles Martin and Primor Carnera for $20 on pay-per-view like uh, Roy Jones last night. He won. Roy oh, did he won. win, Roy? Okay. He, 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 seventh round knockout. And he looked, even in the metaverse, he looked horrible. <sighs> like, he had a gut, and like he just looked terrible. But like I said, I don't think that's a fantasy matchup that we're going to have a podcast about is Martin versus Primor Carnera. No, everybody listening at home. If God forbid we ever end up in another lockdown yeah. and we do our fantasy fights, Primo Carnero versus Charles Martin. What would have happened in their primes? <laughs> two, and half rounds? two and a half hour. Two and a half hour long on a Sunday. <laughs> who, would have, who would have breaking down each guy's individual yeah, ways to win the fight? Can I Dave Allen into the mix there, please? <laughs> <laughs> Primo Carnero versus Dave Allen. There you are. There's Danny Young throwing one in for us. <laughs> Sorry, gents. No, you're okay. You're very welcome, Danny. How are you on this Saturday evening, sir? Oh, uh, mate, I'm sucked out, fucked out, looking for a handout, to be honest with you, mate. Uh, but, as, good as, uh, as good as that? Yeah, as good as that, mate. But uh, yeah, we're, I, I, I thought I'd jump on. I've got the... the elders in the front room watching a movie. So I thought, do you know what? I'll jump on, have a chat with the lads. You know, better than a wank these days, isn't it? But yeah, anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Talk Danny, boxing. Danny. Yes, absolutely. Talk boxing. Well, what we're going to talk about now, we're going to start off with you. Is the fight that's been announced? Well, I'm not sure if it's been announced or nailed down, but it looks like it's going to happen. Canelo Alvarez, Danny versus Jamel Charlo, not Jamal Charlo, Saturday, the uh, September the 30th in Las Vegas for the undisputed Super Middleweight Championship. Undisputed versus undisputed, 14 pounds of difference. How are you feeling about this one, Donna? It's the wrong brother for me, if mm. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, I, I, yeah, why would... Oh, I have to get this right. Jamal, isn't it? Jamal is the one at middleweight, right? Jamal's the middleweight. Jamal is yeah. the undisputed 154 I, champion. I would have rather Jamal, Jamal than Jamal. Um, and purely on the basis that it's, you know, more Canelo's kind of, not stock weight, shall I say, but you know what I mean? Like, we've seen him fight, you know, the likes of like, was Glovkin was at middleweight, wasn't it? I think it was the first yep. one. Yeah. So, yeah, but 
the, the only thing that slightly deters me from this fight, much as some people are getting excited about it, I kind of go back to the kind of like the Tony Harrison fight. Um, and yeah, I can't, I, I felt Tony, Tony Harrison did a good job on him that night. Uh, I know it was tight, but, but I think he did a good job on him that night. And I just think Canendo's just levels above that as well, even though he's had a defeat. Um, It'll be interesting. Like I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to shit on that. I don't want to shit on the fight at all. I think it'll be interesting and definitely one I'll, I'll be keen, keen to watch. But I just think it was the wrong brother for me. It would have been better. Uh, does it mean that he has to go through this one to get to the other one? <laughs> Who knows? It, it does kind of like it. It makes it. It makes it. It poses the question, doesn't it? I suppose. It, it, you know, if he beats this one, does he get? Does he get to go up a weight and fight the other one? I don't know. Who knows? Is what? What is it? Is this going to be it? What weight is this going to be at? Is this going to be at middleweight or is it going to be at... No, it's going to be at 168, to the best of my knowledge, for all of Canelo's super middleweight belts, if anybody has heard otherwise. Oh, they're, they're saying, some me. people said a catch weight, like 165. I maybe. heard it wasn't going to be a catch weight. It's not going to be a catch weight. Then there, well, that's, that's, what, that's what I read, but I'm not sure if that's it, true or not. I mean, you got to oh. give Charlo credit for going up. I mean, he's going to try. I, I, I think he's got more fight than his brother does in him, so at least he's going to try. Yeah, but I think I think that just adds another n- negative to the kind of like the, the proposed outcome of him trying to get a decision because what is it now that I, I know Canelo's a name that everyone's chasing, but why are we having to sort of like get fighters to move up weights, come down weights and all the rest of it to fight him? It's just like I guess, there's got to be something like again, look, the brother would have been ideal because at least then it's like he's vaguely fighting in and around his like, you know, his, his standard weight, but this just you know dragging someone up weight. I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't ring. It doesn't ring right with me. And I just think it's just again, if if this fight leads to better ones, then then so be it. But yeah, I'm just I'm slightly kind of um, cautious about you know. Look, Spence Crawford is the fight I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. This is a nice little added bonus. If I'm going to be completely honest with you. Well, you mentioned something earlier, which I was going to ask you about there, actually, Danny. Uh, maybe have Jamal return on the undercard. He's been away for about two years now. Canelo beats Jamal in the main event. Then he can fight Jamal. Built-in storyline, family revenge. Canelo beats Jamal as well. Looks great on the resume in the future. He's effectively wiped out the Charlo fi- twins back-to-back. It, 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 that would that would make sense to me. But, again... M- <laughs> I'm, I'm going to shit on that one as well. Inactivity, <laughs> Steve. Me and you hate it, don't we? Like, yeah. we fucking hate it. And it just happens time and, a t- time and time again. Like, why are these... Why, uh, like... I mean, Jamel is out much more than Jamal. But, I mean, what two... What, what are we saying? It's nearly three years since the guy's fought, isn't he? Yeah. Or something like that? Over two years, yeah. Over two years since Jamal fought. By the He's time Jamel yeah. gets in the ring, it'll be 18 months as well since he last fought. It's ridiculous. I mean, and he's who, had two injuries. Yeah, hand injuries. Um, well, that's yeah, but you can't, you know. Jam- Jamel hasn't, as a Jamal, sorry, Jamal hasn't had injuries as far as I know, has he? No, well, he's they, been out with family issues, hasn't he? Trying yeah. to get custody of his children, apparently. Yeah, they had a bunch of articles that he's had that he's been in court all the time because they're having a horrible like divorce with his wife, and like he's winning custody for like his seven kids or how many he's got. Well, that's so, the best time to fight, mate. When you've yeah. got when you've got yeah. wife issues, mate, get in the ring and blast someone that's out true. over it. Don't bloody 
fight people in the courts, fight them in so, the ring. So when Canelo beats his brother, he's going to be like Vitali, who always had to avenge his brother. So he needs to get, that's what he'll have to do, come in. But yeah, so again, right, that'll be fine. If it ends up being one brother and then another, and then that's a nice little, you know, it's got a little backline story to it and, you know, all the rest of it. Lovely. I'll, I'll take that. Still not, still not the, the best, the best on offer, but I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it with a plum. You are taking it with a plum, Justin. You mentioned there Vitali Klitschko. There are some similarities, actually, between the Klitschko brothers and the Charlo brothers, apart from the fact of them being brothers. Jamal's been off dealing with family issues. We know that. The WBC have let him keep his title for two years now, rather than upgrading him to some kind of emeritus champion, which I'm not a fan of. But in this case, it would have made more sense. Let uh, the likes of Carlos Adames fight for the proper title. They did that with Vitali as well, Justin, back in the day, didn't they? Yeah. Let him hold on to the WBC title for goodness knows how long before eventually elevating him. I think they should have done that with Charlo Adames as the interim champion now. He's held on to it for far too long, uh, Charlo. Yeah, and it's like, you don't even hear anything about it either. Like, they don't mention it. Like they don't mention doing anything with it. It's just like he's out, he has the belt, that's it. We're not going to talk about it. It's like the WBC, I, I don't know. It makes you wonder either like the money that's got to go around because you know the WBC has got to be getting paid to let him keep that belt. Mm-hmm. Like there's no there's no way he's getting to keep it just because they're being nice and they're not making any money off of it. So that I it wonders how much is was it Uncle Al, whatever you call him, how much he's paying to actually keep it. But yeah, if you're out for a good reason, fine. But you shouldn't be able to keep the belt. I don't care what the reason is. Let some, like you said, let somebody else have it. When you come back, you get the first shot at it to get it back because you're the one that you know you didn't lose it in the ring. Fine. That's the way it's always been done up until recently. Now it's I mean, usually, like I said, back in the day, that's how it was done. If you had a reason, fine, take it. We'll get an interim. You'll come back, get it down the road. And now it's like, well. Two, I mean, like you're right, we're going on, it's like two and a half years. It's over two years, but it's getting close to like two and a half years. And like you said, he hasn't even done a training camp. So he has to do a camp. He has to do all that. I mean, he could be looking at, you're right, three years. Well, hang on, Justin. This could be perfect because WBC could do their job and just take the belt off him and let people fight for it in the meantime. And then WBC can give him a WBC custody of the kids' belt. Because they'll yeah, make one up for it. anything these days, won't they? So have, it, have, his, ha, have his kids like in diamonds. Oh, his little on the kids, front of the his kids on each side of the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah, have like the ruby, like, like the Azteca custody belt or whatever they you call it. Yeah. You won't put it past him, though, would you? No. Like, <laughs> no. Hey, I mean, it'd be cool. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I wouldn't mind that because that'd just be funny. So I would. <laughs> that'd be kind of cool. Like if you, what if you, but if you beat him and win that belt, what the hell are you gonna do with it? You, you, are, you, you get his kids. You, know, like, you, get, you, get, you win custody of them. You're mandatory to look after them. Right. So they've got like his ex-wife in the other guy's corner. Yeah. Like, like you could really, like, you could sell that. People would actually buy what, that. If that's, if that's the case, the old foreman needs to come back then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The How many kids championship? Oh, flip me, I don't know. Well, not, George as well. But not, not Yuri Foreman because he's way too religious to get involved in anything <laughs> like that. Evander Holyfield, he's got a pile as well, yeah. hasn't he? <laughs> oh dear me uh, Justin you mentioned earlier about catchweight as I said to my knowledge there is no catchweight so Jamel will effectively be moving up a couple of divisions to fight at 168 Canelo was a 154 fighter once upon a time he's now a fully fledged bigger guy we all know that he's fought as highly as 175 pounds that said Charlo will have the height and reach advantages on the night Justin do you think that will help him in any respect 
Yeah, I don't I don't think the weight honestly matters because having I think Charlo comes in like in the high one sixties anyway, like on fight night. So he comes in about the weight anyway. Like you said, I really believe that everybody knows what's gonna happen. Charlo has to fight perfect. I I do believe he's just as good a boxer as Cadell. I don't care about anything. I think he has just he has a really good ability and he could do a lot, but fighting Canelo and then the whole thing around that. He's not going to knock Canelo out, obviously, so he has to be perfect. And I don't think, watching his fights, that he's going to be able to go 12 rounds perfect. I don't think Canelo will stop him. But, I mean, it's one of those deals you hate watching fights knowing that Charlo will have to win at least nine rounds. At least. And I don't think he's going to be able to win nine to ten rounds, legitimately. So, I don't think. this It's just one of those weird fights you're like, I don't know. It's just weird. I don't think he's going to win. And then, like I said, he has to be perfect to win. And Canelo, so. Sorry, Justin. Who's, no, you're fine. Who's, who's, who's his best win, do you reckon? Is it, what, like, possibly like, I don't know, like Trout or someone like that? Who? Charlo is the king of the rematches, isn't he? Harrison yeah. or Lincoln, I mean, knocking out Castaño, probably, you'd say, because it was the undisputed fight. Yeah, well. I guess Castaño Harrison were his. Two best wins, yeah. I mean, because those, those were good wins at the time. Yeah, those are good wins. It was wins. the first one a draw. Yeah. Castanio uh, won. Yeah, I mean, like, I think... really, was it? Was oh it really well, I thought Castanio maybe. I thought he won. Yeah, I thought he won. I thought he won the first. Don't forget, Jamel knocked was the first person he knocked out uh, Erickson Lubin as well, who hasn't turned out to be great. Although he takes risks, Lubin, I'll give him his his dues. Uh, I, I always thought too that that knockout was great, but look how early it was. I don't think Lubin was just. I think he was yeah, cold. Yeah, he's cold, cold, and, and cold. He, yeah, yeah. And he he come in, and it was just one of those, like, probably never happened again. It was just the perfect timing, perfect shot. And, That's but still, point. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's one of those deals. That was a great knockout, but it was just – you. I mean, you could always look back on everybody's knockouts and kind of pick them apart, but I always thought he just called him right perfect. I mean, what was it, like 30 seconds? It just Yeah, he so, lent yeah. right into an uppercut, didn't he? And also, Charlo, if you look at his last few fights, He's not hard to hit either. Castaño really, I mean, Castaño laid a lot on him. And so you figure Canelo is a is going to lay a lot on him too. So it's, and I think Castaño got to him a little bit. So Canelo could stop him. I mean, he could stop him late, but who knows? I'm I just glad that Charlo stepped up and did it. I mean, somebody, and I don't know, he just stepped up and did it. At least he's doing something. Look how many people now are like not want to do anything. Not wanting to try anything, they're just sitting there happy to get by. So I'm glad at least he's going to give it a shot. He's going to get well paid, and if he wins, then my God, think about if he wins. I mean, he's on a different level if he somehow wins. So why not? Hey, why not go for it? Who gives a shit if you get knocked out? Wow, yeah. you got knocked out by Canelo. You were up two weight classes. You can't lose anything. He absolutely can't lose anything. If he if he looks good, he wins. If he gets knocked out, who cares? It, I mean. It's a hundred percent for him, perfect for him. Yeah, absolutely. Joe Kennedy has jumped on there. It's it, Jamel Charlo has very little to lose if he wins. He becomes a two weight undisputed world champion at the same time. He's got he's gonna have to fit eight belts around his waist and his shoulders somehow. Tell you what, it'd be remarkable, Joe, if you were to pull it off. It'd be amazing. Um, I I actually I, I said it into the Norris group that I wasn't too mad at that fight at all. I think it's definitely the better of the Charlos if you were to pick one of them to fight. Uh, rather fight Mal, who's been at least active, you know, than than Mal, who's gone through some personal issues by the sounds of things, and just ha- just hasn't been fighting at all. So, um, it's not Benavidez or Morel. So uh, a little bit disappointed that 
we'll not get one of those fights. But if it's not one of those, I think it's as good as a replay, or as good a, as as another option as as there is out there. Um, Battle of the Undisputed, you know, kind of sells itself, and I think uh, we've mentioned it like. Carlo or Char- Canelo is not a big 168, and Charlo's a big 154. So I, I don't think the difference in size is going to be that massive on the night. And I think it's a good, uh, it's a really good test of Canelo's skills at this age as well. He's people are saying he's on the slide and his skills are regressing. Like he's a bit of a plotter and he's a bit of a one-trick pony now. You know, if that's the case, we'll certainly show that. I, I, I don't particularly think that's the case. I think it'll be a, a really good showcase of two really skilled boxers. Um, and, you know, it's a guy who's also kind of in his prime as well. So give, give Canelo his dues for that as well. I think it's, it's, uh, it's you know, I think I'm, I'm not too mad at the fight at all. I'm looking forward to it. Um, there's uh, unsurprisingly no rematch clause in this, Joe, which is unfortunate for Charlo being the king of the rematches. You know, he figures people out second time round for um, Harry, Tony Harrison, who beat him very narrowly. I thought Charlo might have done enough in the first fight, didn't get it. Beat him in the rematch by knockout. Excellent fight as it was. And then against Castaño as well, thought he had a lot of trouble in the first fight. He was definitely buzzed in about round six. Second fight worked him out. Uh, knocked him out, so there's not going to be any rematches here for for Uncle Al. Uh, stylistically, Joe, both are fairly low output boxers. Charlo, as we said, struggled in the first fight with Castaño, who's a high octane fighter. He gives opponents very little rest. Canelo has shown in his last couple of fights that he's throwing fewer shots, fewer combinations, setting less of a pace up at 168. These two guys aren't going to set the compu box numbers alight anyway. No, but I think that uh, Charlo has that kind of trigger quickness in his hands that's, that that might be able to cause Canelo trouble. Uh, he's also got a very good jab, so you know that could cause Canelo trouble as well. You saw with Bivol, it was the the real basics that gave Canelo the issues that night. It was the jab in the right hand and, and setting off, and that's not beyond Jamel's uh, skill set, not to the same level as Bivol can do. But it's you know he, he can still kind of play to that game plan, I think. Um, so yeah, so it's the it does play into Jamel's hands a little bit, I think, and it's a risky fight stylistically for for Canelo. But you just wonder whether the history of Canelo fighting at that weight um, will be a difference on the night. Whether you know the more telling hard shots will be landed by Canelo, and they they'll be the ones that will swing the fight. You know. Absolutely. Shout out to James Windsor, who's joined us in the chat there. Good lad, James. Uh, Danny Young, you posed a question in the private chat there. If this is with the PBC and it's a three-fight deal, which it is uh, for Canelo, if it turns out to be Charlo 1 and then maybe the family feud, revenge Charlo 2, who do you think will be fight number three? Which I suppose leads me into my next question as well, Danny. What about the metaphorical losers, quote-unquote, in this scenario? Tim Zhu has been waiting for his shot, seems like, forever against Charlo now, and David Benavidez, which didn't ever feel like it was that set in stone. We all wanted to see the fight with Canelo. It, never, it wasn't as close or as mandated as Sue versus Charlo felt like it was. But will he go in against Benavidez, who was supposed to be fighting Morel? He's not fighting him now. He's supposed to be fighting Yildirim. Who knows what's going on there? Who will be fight number three? Danny, do you think they're working up to the Benavidez fight? Because if he's having a three-fight deal with PBC, they've got to fit in Benavidez at some point. You would imagine in that third fight. It's made for it, really, isn't it? You can't, yeah. I can't, you can't, I can't think of anyone else. It's a duck uh, otherwise. It, exactly. Uh, Joe's just called it out. It's a duck otherwise, because why would you not make that fight? It's, it, it's, it has to happen. Like it really does. It's, or, it's, it's like, it's just like, for me, that's on a par with, um, like I said, like Crawford Spence. Like everyone wants to see it. Everyone wants to see it. Um, I, um, yeah. 
I mean the the Charlo question and 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 the Tim and the Tim Zoo one. I think it's it's an odd one because obviously ideally you'd want them fighting near you know in and around each other to then have that as the next fight. But because this is scheduled for is it September? Is it or September thirtieth? So yeah, it's like right late in the year. So realistically, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get Charlo versus Tim Zoo in before the before the end of the year like that's not going to be in december especially no. if he gets he gets some licks on him so uh, that's a shame really because i i i say i personally and i'm i would personally prefer zoo against charlo rather than the canelo versus charlo but you know shit happens but um a lot of these pbc fighters danny are once a year fighters now i see canelo fighting um charlo now in september and not turning out against till cinco de mayo to be honest with you yeah, and you wouldn't put it past it. You wouldn't put it past it, would it? Would you? Like, but then, if that's the case, like, if right, if Charlo, st- if the other Charlo brothers still in court by then, Cinco de Mayo against Benavidez, come on, like, perfect, It'd be That'd absolutely be perfect. Yeah. That'd be brilliant. Yeah. Like, and everyone would be buzzing for that. So, yeah, like, I, I, I'm just again, like, we we seem to be talking about the fights more than actually talking about the the you know uh, proposed fights actually talking about the fights that are actually made so it's 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 disappointing but at the same sense like if if the if the charlo brother's going to be tied up in court then yeah like like i say you you just think do you know what you got a free fight deal if benavidez managed if the, if if the benavidez fight comes out you know as the second fight then you've got you've got you know contractual obligations for a rematch then either way and i'd like to see that because i think I think if the best Benavidez comes out, I think it's a tough night for for for, for Canelo. So that's my way. I'd like to see that. If I, if if, if someone's going to say to me, you know, knife to throat, what would what free fight deal? What do you want to see? I'll have this as a starter for ten, and then I want to see Benavidez and then a Benavidez rematch. Forget the other Charlo brother. That will do me. Yep. 100% Justin wouldn't mind seeing that myself to be honest. Um it seems like Benavidez is he's obviously further along in his career than David Morel who was mentioned as well. He's only had a few fights but I have, something tells me Morel would be an absolute handful for Canelo. I just think it's more of a hunch than anything he's done in the ring apart from the fact that he likes to blast people out. Uh, I know he went late with the poor old year boss Anuli, but even if they put Benavidez against Morel you would imagine the winner of that would be nailed on for this kind of Canelo shot. Whoever won that fight you couldn't begrudge them the crack but it seems like Benavidez has pretty much earned his shot now, I'd say, Justin. Yeah, I mean, but you're, I agree with it. You would imagine the winner of that fight would fight him, but who knows? I mean, that's what you would think would happen, but Morel's good. Is he ready for Canelo? I mean, why not? He'd have a go, I mean, wouldn't he? He would yeah, have a go. Well, he, would, <laughs> he would, I mean, he would give it a shot more than like, what, the last 30 people that fought Canelo have? I mean, overall, he would go for it, and he might be young enough and have enough power that he could get Canelo or at least that might be that would definitely short Canelo's career. That fight probably would like Bivol almost, Justin. He'd be yeah. bash enough, I think, and like yeah. naive enough, which is a strange yeah. thing to say. Like, yeah, he wouldn't care. I don't care who Canelo is. I'll go out and fight, that's, fight that's, him. That's that's the way Benavides is going to be about it. He does care less what Canelo's done. So that's like that's probably why Canelo's pushed it all so far because he knows those two guys, especially Benavides, are going to come right at him and do not care. Do not care. They they're going to come and bring it to him. And I think Canelo, Canelo's at the point now, does he really want to be in those kind of fights? 
does he really want to be in a, a war? Because that's that's what it'll be. Those guys are going to try and just – you know Benavidez is going to get dirty. He's going to push him around. He's going to – because he's bigger than what Bivol was, and he's just as skilled as far as what he does. He's just as skilled. So, yeah, I think that's why they pushed off the Benavidez. But if he, since he signed with PBC, I think he has no choice but to fight him. He's I got mean, what, to. He, he, he has can't to. sign with PBC no. and not fight Benavidez. It's, Unless, it's such a strange move. Yeah, that's why you fight the small Charlo because it's like you expect him to win. So you get mm. one fight. So they get one fight out of the way. So you go ahead and take, you know, you still fight somebody that people know, but you don't fight a guy that you should lose to. Then your second fight, like that's the tricky one. But I think it's going to lead to Benavidez. I think he'll be the third fight in the deal. And the big key is who's going to be the middleman that gets there. Uh, that's the big question, Joe. Benavidez feels like the last fight for me. Uh, maybe even the last fight to Canelo's career. Well, if he loses, I don't think he'll want to go out like that. But it, it doesn't feel like a fight you can have against someone like Benavidez. Like Justin says, with all the wear and tear, the amount of years Canelo since 15, down at 154, 147, has been in the game. You don't fight Benavidez's and keep going. That'd be a hell, that's a hell and back kind of a, an affair. Yeah, you're taking Avni real them. Rematch after after that, yeah, yeah, in Azteca Stadium, yeah, it's about 80,000 or whatever, yeah. No, I, I think the balls on Canelo that we were able to talk about these fights where you realistically think they're going to come off as well. Fair play to him, but I, th I think the morale fight, like you said, is probably um, it's a bit too soon now for morale, but I think down the line it might be a little bit too too much for Canelo as well if he does get beaten by Benavidez I wouldn't see it, but if he beats Benavidez, it could be like a, an, another one that they dangle in front of him for big money. Um, for me, Morel, even though he's been in against limited opposition, he's just looked brilliant, and he's got such an offensive arsenal. He's also got that kind of Cuban style that's still defensively minded. So I think he's got he give fits to anybody. I think um, at the weight, and I think he he's it's a little bit too green for Canelo right now, but I still think he'd give him a great fight, and I just think that that would be maybe. A fight that they'd have after Benavides, but I, I think it's probably too much. Assuming too much, it would be Charlo too for the second fight as well. I think maybe we'd, we'd see Benavides after after Jermel, hopefully, uh, and then maybe a Morel fight. But that's just me, maybe being uh, being hopeful. But I think it, it, it's uh, it's it's a division that's that's really lighting up at the moment as well. It's got 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 uh, some good talent coming through as well. So good to see that we're talking about these kind of fights coming through, and that hopefully they'll happen now that Canelo's kind of seen the seen the light and joined Uncle Al, like we've been saying he should. And you know, he, we were kind of pissed off that he chose the uh, the the zone route with with Bivol and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but at least he's come back around and done the PBC route now. So give him his props for that as well. Uh, Joe, quick word on Tim Zhu as well. Um, even though he is, I think he's a WBO interim champion or something, they'll say, oh, he'll move up now and he'll fight for the belt if Charlo were to vacate and he'll have his shot. He'll be pissed off at that, I think, Joe. He'll fancy his shot as Charlo at all four belts. He'll not be happy at picking up fragments, I don't think, Zhu. Yeah, I think you'd have to feel for Benavidez and Zhu that, you know, they're probably both deserving the shot next at, at, at Charlo and, and Canelo instead of facing the guys that are blatantly in line, they've kind of pulled a swift one and, and, and fought each other, you know, and it's, it is a good fight, like I said, the merits are all there for it, and I'm not mad at it at all, but I do feel for Zoo and, and for um, Benavidez, and hopefully they get their shot shot eventually, but um, and they're both two really dangerous fights for, for, for Canelo and Charlo respectively, like um, um, I enjoyed your discussion last week about Zoo, like, you know, he's, he's a really exciting fighter, and 
you know, ruthless as well. And you can see um, why you might be apprehensive to go into a guy into a fight with a, with a guy like that if you're if you're Jamel Charlo and maybe the couldn't blame him for taking the money. Um, that's probably dangling in front of him with, with the Canelo fight. Like, but hopefully they, they come back around and do those fights again. Uh, both Canelo and Benavidez and Charlo and Zoo, because both of those guys have definitely earned it. And at least they're, well, you'd hope that Benavidez might keep vi- busy in the meantime. But like you said, fair play to Zoo for keeping busy in the meantime as well. 100%. Um, Sorry, Steve, can I just jump in there? Sorry. Sure can. No, go ahead. Just, just a quick one on that, though. Just a thought, yeah. Hmm. Does, if Canelo gets his way with with Charlo in this fight, does does that make Tim Zoo's chances of beating Charlo, if that was to happen, a lot easier? Because he's not he hasn't got age on his side, has he, the Charlo? I, I, I worry a little bit about how long it's gonna take Jermel Charlo to get into the ring after a Canelo fight, because he it's going to be a massive money fight, and I could just see him sitting on a shelf for a year and a half with his brother. Like, yeah. you know, that's what I mean. So, if he and then holding up all the belts, and then eventually Sam Zoo fights for the WBO and Australia against whoever's next in, in line, like you know, and that's what I mean. So, like, if he know. gets an absolute paste in and then sits on his sits on his armchair for 12 months, you got and, and then that fight does get made, you've got to have Zoo as the favorite massively. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Because he'll, he'll, he'll keep busy at least, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's it. just take over. Yeah. I don't know Charlo. what happened to Charlo, Justin. I don't think I, I could see him maybe not going back to 150 or. That, that's not what like, I you know, it's yeah. not like somebody who's up and down all the time as it is. I mean, he's out the ring no. now 18 months. By the time the fight comes around, he's not going to be rushing back to fight like to zero, is he? No, <laughs> well, I, I, he's a gaping virgin yeah, of the division as well. Like, yeah, he'll, yeah. He'll, try, he'll probably drop it. I, I wouldn't go back. He'll probably just yeah. stay if, if, if he'll like. His brother, well, he fight for his brother's build if they ever take it from him. But yeah, he'll. I don't think he'll go back. I mean, because honestly, I, I think what Danny was basically saying was, if he goes up, gets hammered, then he has to go back down to fight Zoo. I think Zoo will knock him out. I, I, I just think that's a lot on somebody in like a short period of time, and and eventually, like you said, Zoo, it'll be at least a year. I think y'all said that Charlo. It depends on how he looks. If he gets hammered, yeah, it'll be like a year or a year and a half where he's back fighting. I think if he loses, no matter how he loses, and and saying they're not going to have a rematch, say if he loses like 116, 112 kind of cards, I, I think the worst thing is about Charlo and the PBC, and, and I, have, I am critical of them for this, is that he'll fanny around for a year and then drop the belts. Yeah. They just but hold you, everything up. But, but you know what he'll say too? Yeah. He's not going to fight Zoo because he fought Canelo. He's past that level now. Like he's like, why? Why would I come down and fight a guy like Tim Zoo that nobody knows? I've, I went with the best twelve rounds. So yeah, either way it goes, I don't ever see that fight with Tim Zoo. I think this pretty much seals it. He's never going to fight him. It's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny, give us your thoughts on Benavidez Canelo. Um, I think Canelo will be taking that at the end of his of his career because you can't go through too many Benavidez fights because he'll just keep coming all night, Dan. No, I mean, I, obviously, I, I put a little. Uh, a little message in, in our little private chat there. I, I think I think this could def, could well it could possibly be Canelo Swan Song these three fights. And if Benavidez ends up being well the second fight or the third fight, I think regardless of the of the outcome, I think he might say that's enough now because I mean at how many how many more times do you want to see him you know move up and down just trying to get a half decent name to compete against? I know I know it's there, but I mean, he doesn't. The guy doesn't need any more money, you know what I mean? He's he, he's he's fought, you know, his his list of 
his list of opposition has been, you know, it's, it's brilliant compared to some of the people in that that we do consider, you know, some of the greats. You know, it's, it's, it's fantastic, really. So I think I think this could be end end of him, and and obviously as, as alluded to in the in the private chat there, I I, I don't think Morel would take the Canelo fight at this point because he he could certainly be one of those people that could possibly fill Canelo's gap, the Canelo gap once he moves on. So I think if he just hangs it out and, you know, gradually moves up in, in quality of our opposition, I think we could be looking at potentially, I'm not on no guarantee, but potentially we could be looking at a Morel with numerous belts. So yeah, I, Benavides for me, I think, I don't know. I, I think with the amount of work that Canelo has gone through, in recent times, he's been, he's been, you know, you, you can only applaud him for how active he's been. I think, uh, I think a fresher Benavides for me, just uh, probably just, just nicks it at this point. So I, th- I think as well, Dan, I, I take your point. I wonder though, whether Morel's mindset would say, I would rather crack at Canelo before he retires, win or lose, give a good account of myself, attach myself to his name and then carry on fighting after pick, trying to pick up the belts, even if he is like I don't know what fifteen and one by that, what sixteen and one by that point. Yeah, I, yeah, I get your point, but like I suppose, yeah, I don't know. Like I suppose then, if Benavides was to do the job on Canelo, then that's the fight. To, then then Morel Benavides is the fight yeah, to make. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't think it's like. Yeah. Canelo's not the uh, the be all and end all of that weight division. I just think it's a case yeah. of like it's either ben- Benavides or Canelo, and then Morel can slip in once he's uh, been ticking over. But yeah, no, it's 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 it's, it's um it's all good. It's all good stuff. It's all positive anyway. No, he's I think Joe levels like you know yeah. Go ahead, Joe. Top. Sorry, I was just gonna say like you know I think he's jumped like Morel. If you look at his career, like he he said he's jumping through the le- levels pretty quickly. You know because he's coming out of that Cuban background like so. He, I think he's just going to try to get to the top as quick as possible, no matter who's there, you know, if it's Canelo or Benavides. Just no, I, to plant your I, point. Yeah, no, I think so as well. And I think it's probably Benavides or Morel at this point, Joe. I can't see yeah. Canelo fighting them both. So if it was to be, I imagine it's going to be Benavides, Canelo. And if Benavides knocks him off his perch, then we're looking at Benavides, Morel next. I don't see Canelo fighting them both. Yeah. Depends how the Benavidez fight go, fight goes, you know. But yeah, I, I'd agree. I, I, I can't see it being a walk in the park, and like you said, it'd be a taxing fight either way. You couldn't imagine going to some real fight after that, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, like, do you think the 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 talk of going you know, to cruiser, all that sort of stuff, snake wash? Do you reckon this that that's all put to bed, and you know he, he's at one sixty eight for the rest of his career? Or? I think in and around there, or maybe catch weights or something like that. I think he's a very clever matchmaker, Canelo. He always does enough to keep people off his back. So what I mean by that is, ideally, I would like to see him gone over to the PBC, as you mentioned before, fight the Charlos, fight the Benavideses. But he does enough so people can't criticise him. Like he'd go up and fight a Kovalev. Oh, he's fighting a banger. He used to knock people out. That's 175. Yeah. This is a guy who started off such such Badu Jack talk now. Oh, you know, he's not going <laughs> to fight Benavides. He's moving up to fight Badu Jack at Cruiserweight. Unbelievable. He always does does enough to keep people off his back. But it was actually only at 180, you know. 
Yeah. <laughs> like... But whether the fights happen or not, oh, Bivol, he went up to fight a guy like Bivol. They thought he was going to beat Bivol. He didn't. It turned out he was much too big and much too skilled for him. But you can't criticise him. Oh, you can't say he's not fighting Benavides. He's gone up to fight Bivol and Kovalev and all this. And like, You know what I mean? It just, he, yeah. he just keeps people off him. He is. He's a good master of Spain. But yeah. I think, to be fair, I think... He, he... I, I don't think he'll duck Benavidez. You know, I, I said it it would be a duck if he went to PBC and had three fights and didn't fight Benavidez. Not stand by that, but I, I don't think he'll duck him one way or another. So no, I don't think he'll stand. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, right, boys, uh, final discussion point. We'll segue off Canelo into the big one at the end of the month, and I'll let you guys go off and watch the boxing. We've got the zone tonight. We've got Sky Sports as well. I know everybody's doing. Desperate, desperate to get onto that fight, so we'll get, we'll get through this as quickly <laughs> as we can. Right, Joe, unmute yourself. We'll go on to you this one. So I jokingly mentioned in the Nutters group uh, that when Errol Spence destroys Terence Crawford at the end of the month, he could move up to fight Canelo. And this viewpoint has apparently been expressed elsewhere now. I saw it on News Now earlier. It's gaining a bit of traction. Is this a realistic uh, fight, the Spence against Canelo? I guess uh, if Jamel Charlo and Canelo is realistic and it's going to happen, then you'd have to... It's becoming a bit more realistic, yes. It is, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Because um, Spence is going to be at 154, I think, after the Crawford fight. Uh, you'd have to imagine, but... Um, so yeah, down the line, if Canelo or if, if Spence needs to cement his name at 168, and you know Canelo's in need of a paycheck, I don't know. It's tough to get what Canelo's. Um, well, I think he's definitely money focused, but he also is clearly legacy focused as well. So I could see why he'd take the fight as well. You know, it wasn't so long ago that Manny Pacquiao was up for the Errol Spence fight as well. So there's clearly a pull there about something about the the. The Dallas Cowboys Stadium with Spence and stuff like that. Definitely yeah. a big money opportunity. So, yeah, I wouldn't say it's out of the rounds of possibility, but probably a few years down the line at least. Less than 30 days out now, Joe. July the 29th. Can't believe it's happening. Well, I'll believe it when I see them <laughs> in the ring. Like I say, any big fight. What are, you, what are you, your thoughts and feelings at this point? Yeah, I guess, like yourself. I can't, I can't believe it's actually happening. And I will when they're on the way into the ring. But it's, it's a great fight. And I've been to... See me machine against Crawford uh, with my brother-in-law um, Alex uh, in Madison Square Garden. It was a great fight, and Crawford just turned it on that night. He he had a bit of trouble with me machine's right hand at the beginning of the fight, and then he kind of just came to bearings with it, and then switched out paw and, and really uh, turned it on and, and and got rid of him. And I love Crawford. He's just such a he's an amazing fighter. He's just such an instinctive fighter, and um, he's got that dog in him, as everybody says, and. Um, I, I, I'm kind of a Crawford guy, I guess, what I'm getting to. So uh, my allegiance out there, I think Crawford beats Spence, but I don't think it's a it's a one-way street at all. I think it's going to be it's as close to 50-50 as you can get. Um, and hopefully it's a reaction-filled fight um, and they both just kind of go at it from the start. I, I, I'm worried that maybe they, they might be a little bit uh, tentative, a little bit too respectful, a little bit uh, cautious to begin with because it would be such a big fight and so much going into it. But... Um, hopefully at some stage it'll catch a light and the two of them when they exchange are really good fighters um, we saw Spence hurt um, Sean Porter late on with a left hook in the inside it was really really nice and Spence looks pretty comfortable fighting on the inside and Crawford he does most damage on the inside as well particularly when he when he switches southpaw and he, he likes to trade so I think that uh, the, the styles lend themselves to a really, really good fight towards the end of the fight when they're kind of both loose and both comfortable with each other and both letting shots go and, and exchanging, you know, combinations. So, yeah, can't wait for it, to be honest. 
I think towards the end, Joe, will be the key point as well down the stretch because Crawford yeah. does tend to start slow at times. He can't afford to do that against Spence because Spence isn't maybe uh, fireworks all the time, but he's very effective with that jab and body attack. And he's, he's sort of very rud- rudimentary at times, but really effective. And Crawford can't afford to give away too many early rounds, I don't think, and try and rely on the firefight at the end. Yeah, you don't want to be going into the last third of the fight needing a knockout or needing a knockdown because... If he's lunging in and Spence is good enough to be able to step off and pick him off and, and, and like dial up the points, like you said, and, and make it a comfortable points win. So, yeah, I think they, I think Crawford definitely has to be quick out of blocks. But I think that, um, you know, we talk about wear and tear and, 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 and the question marks over Spence. He's not been as active as, as Crawford, particularly after the accident. Um, you wonder down the stretch as well whether... Spence has the gas. Now he's shown himself to be to to have a good gas tank there, not going down the stretch. But I think there's been question marks um, in the past, and maybe more so now since the since the accident with the, mm. with the activities, especially. So um, it'll be interesting, very interesting going down the stretch. I think. I think so. Um, Danny, you mentioned you want to see the winner, Spence Crawford, going in against Stanionis, uh, provided Stanionis gets past Virgil Ortiz on uh, July the eighth. The lads are great for fuck's sake. Next week, next week, I think actually that one is. I fancy Stanley Onis as well, but I think, as Joe mentioned, Danny, the winner of Spence Crawford is going to be looking for those uh, massive paydays or at least moving up to 154, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I, I suppose the, my only my only thoughts behind that is obviously Stanley Onis is a PBC fighter as well. So, um, yeah, there's a bit, bit more chance of that maybe happening, but yeah, no, I. It's funny, really, because I'm buzzing for this fight. This is, this is, you know, Spence Crawford. It's it's, it's great, and I th- I think it's just well, I just hope it is. But in my head, like it's got that, you know, like everyone absolutely roaring for the first bell, and them two just coming out, and none of this standing off. I can just see them both seeing each other in the center of the ring, to, um, just to kind of not 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 like blow for blow you know silly silly stuff but you know like i almost feel like both of those are going to be like the let's let's give it 30 seconds and see what this other fighter's yeah. got let's see what they've got they're very macho personalities yeah. aren't they yeah absolutely and i and I, I i'm i can't i can't see it's funny again joe alluded to it like it, it's almost like we we do talk about more we talk, talk more about what that fight has done outside of the ring than he has done inside it. And obviously, if you if you take that into account, Spencer's done a lot of out, stuff outside the ring. <laughs> and Crawford has obviously done a lot of stuff inside the ring. So that really, for me, sways it into Crawford's favour. Um, in, again, inactivity, Steve, I hate it. And yeah. obviously, I know Spence had an accident and, and this, that and the other. But, you know don't piss around in supercars then you know what i mean but uh but yeah Spence will I be think... 15 months out the ring nearly 16 months i think by the time yeah, it's one, one fight in three years i think in in three years i think is it that is. right My and God. so so yeah like I, that is that is super inactive um yeah i don't know like I, to be honest with you i actually give give spencey his due he looked he looked he looked pretty good against um you guess so mm. um I don't know. It's going to be great, though. It really is going to be great. But I, I just think I think Crawford edges it for me at this point in time. I, to be honest, I'm one of these people that likes to see them on the scales before I actually make a firm prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyone out there that wants a prediction league, check them on the scale first. All right. 
But um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, oh, I know. Sorry, yeah. Well, it's it's gone now, and it. I've blown it. So it <laughs> um, but yeah. So but uh, yeah, Crawford, man. Like, I just want Crawford to win it, and then go. I suppose yeah, calling out all sorts of names. It'd be great. Like just watching him move up because I think he's got out of the two. I think he's obviously his 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 size and frame suits moving up more than Spence. You agree on that? I'm not sure. I think Spence is right and tight at the weight too. He's a big old unit, like. Uh, yeah, I think I Spence know. is definitely from 154. Afterwards, I'm not sure. Crawford's probably give it. It's, it's he can choose whether or not he wants to go up. I think 147 is probably Crawford's walking around, right? Right. Yeah. Or close enough to it. I think Spence has got a couple of inches on him. I think, as you boys say as well, it's definitely a 50-50. I can only imagine it's because of the car crash and the inactivity, but I do see some funny takes, like Crawford blasting him out in six and stuff. I, I do yeah. think Spence is a hard, hard man, like I genuinely do. Steve, it's I not going to be a one-way way. One way traffic at all. No, I, I can't see a KO in this fight. I can see someone going potentially get going down, but I can see them getting up and carrying on. I think this is 12, 12 rounds all the way. Yeah. I, like think a, it's a I like the respect yeah. between the two fighters at the moment, like that they've shown today. You know, there's a, there is a bit of spite in the, in the talk. They know yeah. they're out of fight, but there's respect there as well. You know, I think they quite like each other. You know, to be honest, yeah. I think there's, I think there's a respectful respect. sort of friendship maybe going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think have, so. Yeah, definitely. Have you seen the tongue in cheek from from Errol Spence in that video when they were rating each other, and he just gives. Crawford absolutely shit shit marks where Crawford is actually doing it properly. Oh, I didn't like, see that. <laughs> have you not seen it? Like, no, I, think, I think it was like they were going like oh, I can't remember what they were like rating each other on, and it was like you know like they were doing like speed and that, and Crawford was going yeah Spencer's got good speed you know eight you know like and you got and you got Spence going like speed for Crawford oh well six you know like and you're like <laughs> joking man right at the end I'm pretty sure right at the end they mark they mark each other with something and I want to say Crawford gives Spence like seven or an eight yeah oh, overall I think it is overall like overall talent Crawford gives Spence like a seven or an eight yeah and Spence gives Crawford a four <laughs> so yeah I haven't seen that now I have to check that. I saw one where uh, they were at, or Spence was asked what Crawford's best move was and what his best move was, and he kind of demurred on the on the answer, and just kind of gave a bit of a politician's answer and talked about you know how great a fight was and all that. And then Crawford was asked the same question. He's like, "I'll tell you exactly what it was. Sean Porter's both both of our best fights." <laughs> and it was funny that like you know Crawford remembered that like Spence hadn't answered the question and wanted to make sure that like he was seen to be answering the question like so. There's that like kind of schoolboy stuff between them as well, like which is kind of funny. I think uh, one thing which could play a part as well. I I do rate Derek James as a trainer in the corner, like, and then which might also uh, play into the Charlo Canelo thing as well. Um, obviously, he can't get in the ring with him, but tactically wise, no, he thinks he's a very astute corner man. He's very he works very well. He works things out during fights as well, Derek James. And I'm not right. saying he's you know Bomac is is decent enough, I suppose in Crawford definitely in Crawford's corner. But I do rate James, so I think that might. Uh, be non-edge to Spence necessarily, but out of the corner team, I'd rather have Derek in my corner maybe than what you boys think about that. Yeah, James. James for me is a match made in heaven for Crawford because they're just they're just they're just perfect. Like you've seen some of the fighters that have gone and tried tried to like work under James, and it just hasn't come off, has it? So, mm-hmm. um, who was the most recent one? Was it was it Khan or someone like that? Anthony Joshua was hooking oh, up. Oh, Bomack, you're thinking about uh, Danny. You're talking about Crawford's trainer, Bomack, right? Oh, Bomack was oh, right. Khan. Khan, so, yes, Khan, yes, was, yes. Khan yeah. was training with him 
uh, before the Cal uh, Brook fight, and it didn't work out at all. Like, That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that Derek James is a better trainer than than uh, than Bomack. I think Bomack and Crawford's more like a personal kind of. Yeah, Crawford's a natural talent, isn't he? I think. Yeah, yeah, he just needed a guide. He just needed to be yeah, guided a tweak. Yeah, away yeah. from the streets, like you know. But, um, I think that that Derek James mm-hmm. is definitely he's, he's a real calming presence in the corner. I think that's probably one of the factors that uh, AJ probably works with him well because I think AJ's corner in particular seemed like a pretty chaotic place last last few fights. Whereas Derek James, like he's very much a, a one voice man, very simple instructions, keeps it really easy, uh, and kind of like relies on the talent of the fighter. Let me let me let me take that back then, Steve. What I actually meant was because I got the names mixed up. The that Bowmack and Crawford are, are a match, whereas obviously you've seen other fighters work under Bowmack and it hasn't worked out. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, you know, as as you've alluded to, Derek James is um yeah, he's very good. He's he's very like. He's very good in the corner as well. Like I like when they stick a mic under him. It's just like, yeah, there's no there's no pissing around. You know, he's not a, he's not a trainer trying to take the limelight. He's there for for instructions and instructions only. So yeah, no, he's very good. Yeah, I think it's a lot down to chemistry as well. He seems to work very well with Spence and Charlo. Whether he'll have that connection with Anthony Joshua, that sort of voice, that that cultural connection as much as anything. I think I think he gets Charlo, he gets Spence, and they get him as well. And um, that it just happens, same with Ward and Hunter. And sometimes you say, oh, this, I can't believe such a great trainer. It didn't work out with X Fighter. And there's just no chemistry. They just don't respond. Different fighters respond to different voices in the corner sometimes. And match maids in heaven happen. And otherwise, they, they might not come off whatsoever in other cases. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, there is... Hunter in particular, Steve, right? Because, like, funny enough, through work, I ended up meeting someone who was cousins with um, Tony Medioka. Oh, and he was trained by Virgil Hunter for a while, right? Yeah. Um, and the cousin told me that actually the relationship wasn't that great. Like in the end, I don't know if they're still he's still training them, but um, I think it's like, like you said, I think that Virgil was probably a bit like Bomac with Crawford. Like you know, it was a long-standing personal relationship where you really know the person, you know exactly what they react off, and then you try to replicate that with other fighters. You know, super talented fighters like coming out of the amateurs or whatever that just need something different to adapt to the pro game and he's only got the experience of doing that with one fighter you know absolutely uh that is where we'll leave it actually boys it's five to nine we've nearly done the hour thank you to the gentleman for joining us we talked very briefly about jared anderson charles martin at the top of the show then we went in depth on canelo against charlo and closed out with crawford spence uh i imagine before crawford spence we'll have another nutters call and get some of the other boys on to give their points of view as well thank you very much to joe kennedy for jumping on head of the prediction league if you want to get in on the prediction league it's patreon.com forward slash boxing asylum you can get into the nutters group for the next one which will be starting soon danny young as well who jumps in on the hosting sometimes he is a calming reassuring presence around the nutters group and justin as well out shooting the cotton mouths in north carolina thank you for listening thank you for you to be a patreon subscriber i've been steve wellings we'll catch you all again on sunday evenings if not before thank you and goodbye sports social podcast network